message you're about listening to is a sermon by Bishop George Ajiman, the General Overseer of Winnish Chapel, Ghana. Be encouraged, inspired, and uplifted as he brings the word of life to your spirit and soul. Now, a continuation of the previous message. And to give it that time for it to heal, I needed to be on the clutches, that's all. Please have understanding of certain things. Surely, he has borne our griefs, our sicknesses, and carried our sorrows, which mean pains. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. We are healed. There is nothing that can defy the healing of God. Nothing. Did you hear that statement I made? Because some of you have a way of excluding your own sickness from this one. But the scripture says, by his stripes, we are healed. Healed from all sicknesses and all diseases. I don't know what you are suffering now. I don't know what you are going through now. I don't know whatever there is on you now. But surely, he has taken your sicknesses and carried your pains. By the stripes of our Savior, Jesus Christ, you are healed. These are what? facts you carry them you receive them you believe them and then you walk in the reality of them the same thing is being repeated over and over and over and over again why because it has been proved it has been tested no one has been able to disprove it and so in various parts of scriptures we come by that same information First Peter chapter 2 verse 24 Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree so that we having died to sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. In fact, in First Peter he just puts your healing in the past. He has put your healing in the past that you have been healed. That is all. You have been healed. The thing that is making you cry now, as far as scripture is concerned, it has been paid for a long time ago. There are certain things you are fasting for now. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, come down. God says, I came down. Long, 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 long. I don't know the things you are crying about. You see, when it comes to sickness, disease, they, they don't pray on these things though. They come by certain information. Listen to me. I don't know who told you that some headache is common. By reason of the fact that you watch television and then you see the advert of Akuma APC, in your mind, you have associated common headache with Akuma APC. So, the moment you see your child manifesting anything around APC, around headache your mind straight goes to akuma apc so you don't even do anything you are not fretting you are not anxious you are not anything 
you just carry your child and then you go to the nearest pharmacy and then you stand there without panting, without doing anything, give me a comma APC. Those are the things I want you to think about. How do you think? When you see your son showing the signs of all those things, you say in your mind, oh, but there is a solution to this one. You get the point. You say to yourself, even though it doesn't come out, in your head, you say it, there is a solution to this one. And so you don't panic, you don't do anything. You just look for 5,000 cities somewhere, then you even send your first son, hey, get to that place, buy Akuma APC for me. Then when he brings it, you open it, uh, open your mouth, then you put it there. You relax, you go about your business. Because you know in 20, 30, 40 minutes, one hour, Akuma APC would have knocked off that thing. Why? You know that for that kind of headache, there is already a solution. All you need to do is to take that solution and apply to the situation. And you are all right. Now, the same way God is saying here that no matter the kind of sickness or disease, call it by any name, except if it doesn't have a name. Even the one that doesn't have a name, all of them, there is a solution. And the solution has already been provided. First Peter chapter 2 verse 24. See, these are facts. These are information that you need to receive. That's all. First Peter 2 24. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. So when you stand and you are praying fervently, Jehovah, heal me, heal me, heal me. God in heaven looks at you and then he asks his angel, tap him to stop. And then when the angel taps you, say, Jehovah! And then God will tell the angel, I say, stop him. Then the angel says, excuse me, the moment I touch him, he increases. Say, stop him. Why? Because he wants to tell you that you have already been healed. That's all. So what must you do? That will be the next question you want to ask me. If I have already been healed, why am I still having it? Once you have this information, I want to put a guarantee on this and then it will end the first half of the message. Listen, God's word will surely be fulfilled. In Matthew chapter 5 and verse 18, the scripture says, For assuredly, that is certainly, without any measure of doubt, I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. Any word you read in this book will not pass by. When the word says, surely he has borne your sicknesses, it means he has actually, and it is fulfilled that your sicknesses have been carried away. Praise the Lord. The battle is not actually with the sickness. The battle actually is with your mind and how you see. Amen. Amen. That is all. That is where the battle is. And so 
The issue really is not the issue of the sickness, it's the issue of faith. What you believe, and what you believe is as a result of what you have received. And so if you come by so much information, you expand your faith basis and you are able to stand on the word to deal with the issue. One day I read one book somewhere that not all snakes are poisonous. It's a fact. Not all snakes are poisonous. But you see, look at your thinking. Let snake come and lie down here now. You get the point. I want you to see certain things you have attached to your thinking. But it is a fact that not all snakes are poisonous. But you see, the way you are seeing snake, you wouldn't even give room to find out whether it is poisonous or not poisonous. You won't. Even though Bishop is saying not all snakes are poisonous, the way you will handle snake is the same way you will handle every snake. You know the reason why? Because you don't know which one is poisonous and which one is not poisonous. And so you have concluded that all snakes are poisonous. And so you deal with them. Now, if an unpoisonous snake passes by you, there is the likelihood that you will fall sick and die. I want you to think, a snake that is not poisonous, you don't know. And so you are walking and then you see this snake and then it comes, stings, off it goes. If they don't rush you to Kolebu on time, you will die. You know that? Because all you scream, Hey! I have been bitten by a snake! And then you have associated certain pictures with snake bite. And so all those pictures begin to roll out. My leg is going to swell if somebody doesn't come on time. So you allow the pictures in your head to take over. And then you act in accordance with the pictures that are following. And so you see yourself sick, you carry your leg, <laughs> somebody come. If you don't come, I'm dying. And if you say, if you don't come, I'm dying for five minutes. I'm actually dying. No. <laughs> now, the point I'm trying to make is this. It's not really the biting of the snake that is the issue. No, 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 no. The issue is the pictures you have stored in your mind. The pictures that are playing in your mind as a result of that snake which passed by you. There is nothing because scientifically that snake is not poisonous. But then that information does not have any impact on the pictures you have in your mind. So the real issue is the pictures in your mind. The real issue is not the snake and the biting. No, 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 no. The real issue is the pictures in your mind. If you can deal with the pictures in your mind, you will be free. That is exactly what God did when he sent down the snakes to come and bite the children of Israel. And Bible says so many of them died. Numbers chapter 21. So many of them died and then they cried to God, please come and take these snakes away from us so that we will be free. And then God said, leave them. And instructed Moses, make a brazen serpent. 
and tell the people to put their foot down and then look at that brazen serpent. What was God teaching? Because it was the same snakes, the same snakes that were on the ground that had beaten their people and were dead. But God now said, look, put your foot down. Shift your attention from that snake. Now look at this place. Change the pictures. He says, even if they bite you, by reason of the fact that you have a new picture, you have a new point of concentration, the effect of those venom will be neutralized. There is something about the picture in your mind. So many of you have attached sickness to your person. As for me, the moment it rains like this, the first rain, because there is so much dust in the air, the first rain, immediately it comes, I begin to sneeze. So the moment you see the clouds are dark and everything, you look for handkerchief. The moment the rain touches ground, <laughs> and then somebody will ask, what? I say, I've told you. Now, it hasn't got anything to do with what is happening. It has got everything to do with the kind of things you have stored in your mind. All right? And so the things happening around, they just trigger off. It opens the album. And then you begin to see the pictures and then you walk in the reality of the pictures that you have stored in your mind. That is all there is to it. Praise the Lord. May the Lord God Almighty help you change the pictures in your mind. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, when you come by the information, when you acquire knowledge, when you come by certain information and you receive them, you have knowledge. When you receive such knowledge, then you have to walk in the reality of the knowledge you have received. That is the practical aspect of healthy living. Now, wisdom for healthy living. Wisdom, we says, is the correct application of knowledge. Applying that word is what will bring the reality of divine health onto you. Not just acquiring the information, but applying the information you have acquired will result in healthy living for you. Praise the Lord. The faith dimension. Because there are other dimensions of healthy living. There is the dimension of eating well. Some people fall sick because they don't know how to eat. Have you ever thought about it? That as old as you, you don't know how to eat. You don't know how to eat because the information on eating well, you don't know. So you eat whatever you see. In fact, you eat what your money can buy. That doesn't mean you are eating well. Some of you will see Coca-Cola, you buy. You see granite, you buy. So there's the dimension of good eating. There's also the dimension of regular exercise. They are all contributing factors to healthy living. There is the dimension of sufficient rest, recreation. You see, when we're in primary school, anytime they ring the bell, they say recreation. There's time for recreation. African man doesn't know recreation. But this morning, I just want to look at the faith dimension. It's not the sum total of healthy living, but that is the faith dimension of healthy living. Praise the Lord. 
2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. What does it say? For we walk by faith and not by sight. For we walk by faith and not by sight. The believer is called to walk by faith and not by sight. Sometimes we pronounce sicknesses and diseases. When you have a child and you wake up in the morning and the child comes and stands in front of you and then you look into the eyes and the eyes are turning yellowish, you quickly jump to the conclusion, you have jaundice. You are not a doctor. But you see, as an experienced mother, you think by reason of the fact that this is your seventh child, you should be able to say and tell certain things. And so you look into the eyes and say, the way your eye is, you have jaundice. You have set an end. Now you begin to walk to that destination. You have jaundice. So naturally, you prepare yourself you are taking the child to the clinic. And then sometimes you go there and you even tell the nurse, this is my son, he has done this. That is why I have brought him. Your mind is set. But listen, to the believer, the Bible says, we walk by faith and not by sight. There must be a total deviation from the way the people of the world live the way people of the world talk, there must be a total deviation. Why? Because you and I, we walk by faith and not by sight. What is faith that we walk by? Romans chapter 10 verse 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know what it means? That the believer is expected to walk by the word of God. The believer is not expected to walk by the things that happen. No! The believer is expected to walk by the word of God. That is why I like that brother's testimony. The things that happened around him, a taxi came and knocked him off. But when he stood up, he did not make pronouncements that ordinary people would have made. Ordinary people, immediately they wake up, they'll go straight to the taxi driver. Insurance, insurance. And then you grab the taxi driver and then you and the taxi driver go to the hospital. When you get to the hospital, you will now magnify because you want to collect insurance. So you now pronounce sickness. But to the believer, the scripture says what? For we walk by faith and not by sight. Praise the Lord. That means we believe, we speak, we practice what is written, not what we see around there is so much sickness in the body simply because we walk by sight. It is time for us to begin to speak the word. God said, I will give you a mouth and a wisdom. You will speak 
and the circumstances around will not be able to comprehend why we walk by faith and not by sight. See how the angel addressed Gideon in Judges chapter 6. Gideon was threshing corn in a place which was a hideout. They were hiding away from the Midianites. And so in fear and in trembling, he was threshing corn in a secret place. Then the angel came to the place where this man was hiding and said, Oh mighty man of valor, God is with you. Gideon stood. <laughs> Look at this man. If you are drunk, get away from my face. Why? The angel was not speaking what was on ground. The angel was speaking the things that should be. So learn and begin to speak the things that should be. Praise the Lord. Speak the things that should be. Don't speak the things that already are. Now begin to speak that which you want to be. Romans chapter 4 and verse 17. We are serving a God who calls the things that are not as though they are. So look at your child that is going to school and the exam results are not the way you want them to be. Don't say, I have always been thinking that you are a dummy. Now the teachers have even confirmed you are a dummy. God always calls the things that are not as though they are. So even though the exam results has come and it is below your expectation, you call your child and you say, my son is a very learned person. The spirit of excellence that distinguished Daniel, that is the spirit that is at work in my son. And then you call your son, son, the spirit of excellence does not produce this. So you are going to produce better results. Next term, better results. Then you begin to talk. Next term, then he concludes, better results. You have helped him. For we walk by faith and not by sight. God is a faith God. In Genesis chapter 1, see how God spoke. When the whole earth was void and darkness was upon the face of the earth. He did not say anything. He did not make any comment on the darkness. He just spoke what he wanted. Let there be light. And Genesis chapter 1 verse 3 tells us, And there was light. So what do you want? You look at your finances. You look at your business. And there isn't sufficient finances to run the business as you want to. So what do you do in your morning devotions? Lord God Almighty, I speak to my business. Let there be finances. Finances. Come. I walk in the reality of finances for my business. When you talk like that, you won't want anybody to hear. So they will know that I have money. Think about that statement. They will know that I have money. Are you afraid of having money? The issue is not the environment within which you are operating. The issue is the pictures you hold in your mind. How many of you see yourself as being very prosperous? By picture formulation. 
that your business is running at 1.2 million and you need 10 million. What pictures do you put there? When you are walking to the bank, how do you even go? When somebody brings a trailer load to come and offload in your shop, what do you do? For we walk by faith. Yes! Come and offload all of them here. Offload them, offload them, offload them. Say, Madam, Nakash and Kario, offload them, offload them. When they finish, you say, go, come and collect your money next week. You don't believe in the favor of God? You don't believe in God opening doors for you? So you talk to him. Offload them. Next week, Monday, 10 a.m., come for your check. I mean, talk as if they can have confidence in you. Do I have men changing the pictures in their minds? Praise the Lord. In Joel chapter 3 and verse 10, God teaches a principle. He says, let the weak say, very, very powerful. Number one, God recognizes that there comes a time in your life that you will be weak. Yes, he recognizes that because he says, let the weak. So there are times that physically you will be weak. Financially, you will be low. In terms of energy, you may be down. But in such times, God says, let the weak say, I am strong. Even when you are down, you don't confirm by the words of your mouth that you are down. You speak life. You speak energy. You speak strength. So all the time, you are speaking life. All the time, you are speaking strength. All the time, you are speaking energy. That's it. Joel chapter 3 and verse 10. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the financially weak say, I am financially strong. Let the physically weak say, I am physically strong. And as you begin to speak strength, you attract strength and you begin to live strength. You are what you think and say. Praise the Lord. Finally, Proverbs chapter 18 verse 20 and 21. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. What does your mouth speak? I always like this illustration. Those men that are married, how did you get your wife? By the words that you spoke. And then because you spoke those words, you now began to act those words. You saw chocolate and you bought. Why did you buy the chocolate? Because you want to strengthen what you have said. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. Your mouth feels what you are capable of carrying. Your mouth. So when you tell your child, you have done this. Done this from everywhere, rushes, and then they enter him. When you say, I am broke, all you draw to yourself is sympathy. Verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. What are in the power of the tongue? 
death and life. What do you choose to say? That is all. Because he says, those who love it will eat its fruit. So if you love death, you speak death and you eat the fruit of death. If you love life, you speak life and you eat the fruit of life. That is what the scripture says. Wisdom for healthy living. I want you to be filled with the information that you have a God who heals you. I want you to have that unquestioned assurance that surely he has carried your sicknesses and your diseases. I want you to know that by his stripes you were healed. And then because you have that faith, you begin to speak it. And as you speak it, you recreate. As you speak, you recreate. And then in less than no time, you will see the reality of the things you are speaking forth. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this sermon by Bishop George Adjuman. We hope you have been blessed. To get more of this podcast, log on to our website, www.winnersghana.org. You can also follow his handle at Bishop George Adjerman on Facebook and SoundCloud. God richly bless you.